Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Everything Episodes. This is our fourth or fifth episode, which is super exciting and feels like I've been doing this a lot longer than I have, but it is pretty exciting that we are here today. So, as you can tell by the title, um, today's episode is called Dear Abby, and so I think most of you guys know of this idea of like a Dear Abby like advice column like in the newspaper. Um, so my idea was that once a month or just as often as I feel like it, I could do just like an advice podcast. I can just sit down, answer some questions that have either been sent into me or that I have found that I think would be interesting to talk about. And it doesn't have to be about a specific topic. It can just be, um, kind of an everything episode, if you will. Get it? Because that was a joke. Um... Before we get started, please make sure to follow the Instagram at the Everything Episodes and uh, follow the Twitter at TE Episodes because when you guys do that, you can send me questions or send me topics that I can talk about. So some of the questions I have today were ones that were like sent in. Um, I posted a little Instagram question box and a few people gave me questions, so we're going to answer those. And then, yeah, so make sure you do that. You'll get all the notifications about new episodes, a link to the podcast, and a bunch of other cool information on there. So, we are going to get started. Um, Yeah, I think I'm just going to start answering questions that came in, and that will be the plan for today. Okay, our first one, I'm not going to say who they were from, but I'm just going to read the full question. So... How do I cope with a never-ending to-do list? I feel like I'm drowning in things to do and I can never be productive because things seem to pile up. So my answer to that question is, it has a couple parts. Um, I, first off, am an an obsessive planner. There we go. So I constantly am planning out my weeks, planning my days. I have like four different planners, which is actually counterproductive, which I might get into in a sec, Um, and journals and all this kind of stuff. So my answer on how to deal with a never-ending to-do list is to separate it out into days. So if Monday you know you're going to be super busy, be like, okay, today I'm only going to do two tasks. But Tuesday, because I know tomorrow that I'm not busy, I'm going to do... I'm going to do, sorry, I'm going to do like five tasks or whatever. Slowly do it so that you can mark these things off the list. And then eventually, even if you're still adding stuff to the list that you have to do, it will get shorter. I also very much recommend getting a planner of some sort. And everyone is different about what they need in a planner. Some people need a timetable. Some people just need space for notes. Some people want a daily monthly. Like you have to find a planner that is good for you. And don't just buy one because you think it's pretty, because I have done that. I have bought the planners that are so pretty from the little Target section. I know you know what I'm talking about. And they have not worked out for me. So my biggest piece of advice is to find one that you really like. So right now I have one that I don't really like. It's a monthly weekly, which is fine, um, which helps me see in the future. But in the present, it really stresses me out because there isn't a daily uh section really so i have another daily planner which i got from urban outfitters weirdly but go check them for planners because they have pretty good ones and this daily planner has um 
an unlined little note space and then a to-do list and a timetable and three goals and meal prep um section and so that really really helps me um figure out everything in my life um I know the timetable is really important for me as well as the food planning because if I can have my food if I know what I'm gonna eat at the beginning of the day it's more likely that I will actually go through with it so that's my plan for that uh, or that's my advice for that list get a planner do break it up into smaller groups of things um if you have tasks that are similar like for me I know I often break my tasks into um different groups so I have like school and then home or cheer or book to be reads or whatever if you break it down into different categories you can either you can go about it two ways you can be like okay today i'm going to do all of the things i need to do for school so i don't have to go to the weekend or you could be like today i'm going to do one thing for my school section and one thing from my uh cleaning the house section and so on and so forth so i think that's my advice for that um let's move on to the next question um this is another one with the word drowning in it i feel like i'm drowning in social media every time i look there's something new or something going on that i feel like i need to focus on and it really stresses me out how can i go on social media without feeling overwhelmed that is a very good question and that's hard for me to answer because that's definitely something that i feel like i struggle with too um social media can be a really really powerful and helpful and super fun and cool tool sometimes and other times you are constantly being like stimulated with new information or new just just new new things are constantly being shown to you and I think that can be really stressful regardless of who you are or regardless of how you feel about social media I think even if you don't realize it that's constantly happening to you and it can um impact you even in ways that you didn't you don't think about in the moment um so my advice for that is to when you notice yourself feeling overwhelmed just turn it off just exit and go do something else that doesn't necessarily mean because i know for me um it doesn't necessarily i don't necessarily want to get off my phone but i don't want to be like getting all these notifications and whatever turn that app off go do something else go play a couple rounds of candy crush or something go take a break from that app and i honestly think that will help you a lot and it will make you feel calmer about a situation it will help you feel more ready to go back on the app later um i know sometimes instagram feels like too much but tiktok is like totally fine uh because Instagram almost requires attention versus TikTok and like Netflix like really don't. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's how I feel <laughs> about it. Um yeah, that's that's my spiel about social media just get off it. Um cuz it can be more damaging than you think to constantly have to take in information and constantly have to be like not like around people but it's it's sort of a similar idea like i know sometimes when you're hanging out with friends after like a 10-day sleepover like you just need to go home like you begin to feel burnt out and i think that can be very true with instagram like you're constantly having to devote your attention to something and that can be really tiring so just take a break is my main advice and if you're still feeling that way maybe think about um there's multiple um answers but deleting the app or 
setting a screen time reminder on your phone so you don't have to do that or you don't have to like deal with it because the app simply won't open um yeah those are all good solutions to that problem next question how do i quote unquote break up with a friend i really love this person but every time i feel every time i'm with them i feel like I can't be myself and I feel like our personalities have grown apart how do I stop being friends with her without hurting her as I still care about her this is a hard question um I think everything regarding friendships is hard because it's so specific every friendship every relationship is going to be a little bit different so it's hard for me to truly answer this question but what I will say is don't drag it out um i've had friendships where i have felt like i don't want to be in them anymore and the longer you put off being in that friendship the more you get hurt the more other people get hurt the more the worse it is um so i would honestly say that if you feel that way do it sooner rather than later and honestly I know it's this isn't easy because I can't tell you like just tell them you don't want to be friends anymore because that's not something that I would do. But honestly, like telling them being like look like um I love you as a friend and I love what we had maybe in the past or something like that, but I need to take a break and I need to focus on myself like the same way you would break up with a person. Like I feel like you can do that with friends too. Um I feel like that was sort of bad advice, and this is supposed to be an advice podcast episode, but there isn't an easy way to do it, and it might suck, and if you want to just try distancing yourself and hope that they won't notice, then you can try that, and you can see how it works, but every relationship is different, so I can't give super specific advice, I feel like, because, again, I don't know your friendship, um... So yeah. Next question, also about relationships. Um, I'm really bored in my relationship. I miss feeling that new young love feeling of butterflies in my stomach. What can I do to save my relationship? Yeah, that is a hard question. And I don't think I'm super equipped to answer it seeing as I am a child. But what I do think is a good solution to this is to never stop like acting like you did when you were in the beginning like yes you can get more comfortable with someone but don't stop going on dates don't stop um you know like secretly buying each other flowers don't stop uh planning secret adventures or whatever like don't stop doing all the things that you did when you were first dating because i think that is often what leads to the demise is people try to like in order like a lot of toxic relationships people will like make up something to fight about just so that there's like you know something to talk about and I think that is what could be really harmful for you so in order to avoid that I think acting like you did when you were like first falling in love and first dating can be the solution to a lot of problems it doesn't mean you need to like even have like a ritual or it doesn't need to be like high pressure it can be something as simple as like I'm surprising you and picking you up for breakfast or dinner or I'm 
I brought you flowers after work, like things like that, that are just small, like, you know, like whatever. Don't have a movie night every night. Don't stay in every night. Like change it up. Um, and if they're not vibing with that, then don't stay in the relationship because then it will be boring if they're not willing to like do fun things with you. That's what I think. Um, let's see. What's next? How to stay motivated during a pandemic. Everything I keep getting my hopes up for gets canceled. And I'm having a really hard time staying positive in any situation. Yeah, that's a very good question. And I have an answer. But I just want to acknowledge that that's you're not the only one going through that. There's a lot of people that feel that way right now. And even if there wasn't a pandemic, it's very common to feel like that. And the pandemic and being isolated... And not having the resources around you that you usually would makes it ten times worse. So, my answer to that is to remain disciplined. I sort of discussed this in my last podcast episode about how to be the main character. Or two podcast episodes ago, I don't remember. But, um, motivation very often runs out. Like you're saying, you have no more motivation. So my advice is to stay disciplined regardless of the situation. If you know that, I'm going to use my example um, or an example from my life. So I have been doing cheer. I'm a cheerleader for my high school. And our season has gotten canceled and started back up again like 20 million times. And it basically got to the point where we did not think we were going to have a season. So we were like, we just worked so hard and we've been practicing every day. For there to not be season, like that's really disappointing. And one thing I can say is that what you're doing, it doesn't necessarily, you don't need to necessarily do something for a reason. Like, I don't know if that makes sense. But like, just because we wouldn't have a season doesn't mean that what we were doing was worthless. Like it was good exercise. It was good socialization. Like it was, it was good for us. So I think Although it is hard to see this um, positives, like try to find the silver lining in things um, or try to find how the situation benefited you, even if it seems like it didn't. And I also want to say the pandemic, everything is changing so fast. Um, So the example I just told you, we just got told that we will be having a season. So don't actually, I feel like don't give up on anything yet. I think there's a lot of things that can have second chances or that could come back or that even if they got canceled this year, that they could happen again next year and then you'll have the opportunity to do it and you don't want to lose that opportunity. So I would say just keep going, keep trying, remain disciplined, keep doing what you're doing, even if you can't see the light out of the tunnel yet, because I promise you it's coming. Um, Even if it doesn't seem like it. And that's true for a lot of things. I think that we often give up so fast when things become disappointing or they don't, we're not going to get the goal that we wanted to. But I think when our priorities shift, that's when we can learn a lot just about ourselves and about the situation, about what we're doing. So remain disciplined, keep doing it, even if it doesn't seem like it's getting you anywhere, because it will. Okay, let's see what we have next. So these are from 
sorry, these ones now are from Twitter. Okay, let's see here. Next question. How can I get into reading? I was obsessed with reading when I was in elementary and middle school, and now I can't seem to do it for fun. Even during school, I barely read the books that I'm assigned. Okay. Um, same. Uh, I, well, it used to be same. I, before quarantine, I could not read a book. I could not stay, I could not sit there and actually genuinely read a book that wasn't for school. Even my school books, like, I... I was not vibing with them. I did not want to read them. <laughs> um, and then of quarantine, my mom was like, yeah, like you need to read a book. Like you need to do something else other than sit on Zoom and sit on your computer screen for 20 hours a day. So I went to the library and I got a book and I just forced myself to read it. And after that, I was like, okay, that was fine. And it was a series. So I was like, okay, I'll just get the next one because I'm pretty committed now. And I did it and I read the series. And then I wouldn't read again. So, like, I went through this up and down phase of, like, yes, like, I'm reading. Like, I just got books. Like, I'm reading. It's great. I'm a reader now. And then I stopped reading. Until um, there was some TikTok recommendation. There was a book talk recommendation for some series. And I was like, all right, you convinced me. Like, I'll try to do it. Like, I have no TV shows to watch. Also, that's something I've noticed. When I don't have a TV show that I'm binge watching, um, it becomes so much easier. <laughs> and I feel like I had watched everything on Netflix and that is what motivated me to read. But then I read a book. Um it was just like a dumb romance like college falling in love story. And it was so good. And and then I was like, "Oh wow." Like and then I literally read all 5 books in the series in like a day. And I was like, what the heck? Like, I have never, I haven't read in, like, years. And then now, all of a sudden, I read five books in, like, under a week. And then that's, I think that's, like, what really motivated me. So, I think you need to find the right book to get you started. And then once you're doing it, it becomes so much easier. Once you have made the time for one book or one series, you'll make it for more. And then it becomes, like, low-key addicting. Um, so for a lot of people, I've heard good intro series to, like, get back into reading is to do things like reread Harry Potter if you never read them in high school or if you never read them, like, before. Um, Percy Jackson, The Selection. Um, I also, my advice is to read super cheesy books first because I feel like those are the ones that you can read quick. So, again, things like The Selection, things like uh, To All the Boys I Love Before, things like that. If you read a quick and easy book, you'll be more inclined to keep going and keep reading. If you can find books by the same author or the same genre, I think that's a very good motivator. Um, what other advice do I have? I think, honestly, just make the time. Like, throw your phone away. Like, hide your phone from yourself. Set a timer for like 20 minutes and just sit down with a book and read and force yourself to read and do that every day. And then eventually you'll get into the book or you won't. And then you'll know you need to find a different book. But if you force yourself to take the time to do it, uh, you will. And I think you'll be more inclined to do it without forcing yourself to set a timer. Another piece of advice I have is to read in the morning. Um... When I was first starting reading, I didn't look at my, I was trying to not look at my phone in the morning 
So I would go up, grab my book first thing when I woke up and then just start reading for like 15, 20, half an hour, just as long as I could take it. And then, and then I would go on my phone and do my daily stuff. But that way I was forcing myself to do something before the day had even like really started. And it made me feel so more, much more motivated to keep doing that. Um, and it wasn't like boring. Like it wasn't like I was, I don't know, reading the newspaper or something. Like I was reading interesting books. And so if you look on my Instagram, I have a book suggestion uh, Instagram story. And you should click on that because it's interesting. And that could help you find some books that might help you get started. That's sort of a long way of answering that question. Um, I'm not sure how many, many, many more I want to answer. But how to consistently eat healthy without feeling guilty about eating other types of food. Okay, this one is a big one, I think, especially for people... Well, for all people, but um, again, I can't give you a perfect answer because it's still something that like I think everyone struggles with sometimes. But my most important advice is to find a system that works for you. So if, well, okay, I have a couple pieces of advice. One, don't tell yourself that you can't eat something because of a so-called diet because that isn't sustainable and it won't work. So if you're, like, telling yourself that, like, oh, like, those fake diets, like, going keto, like, never eating fruit or never eating carbs, I think that's what keto is, right? Like, that is not sustainable. And eventually, you're really, really going to want, like, a piece of cake at a birthday party or, like, you're really going to want strawberry shortcake or something. And then you'll feel guilty about it and then you won't eat it until that time you do and then you'll eat so much of it. So... Um, I think the solution is to eat in small portions. So know that like, yes, it's okay to like eat this cake, but like, do I need to eat the whole cake? No, I just need a slice. Like portion yourself and do that. Like, how do I say this in like real words? I think it's important to not give yourself a limit, but like be like, this is how much. I need to make me feel happy that I ate it, you know? Like, do you really need to eat the whole cake? No, but, like, a slice would make you happy, so eat the slice of cake. Because if you don't eat the slice of cake, then you're more likely to, like, want to binge and eat the whole cake later. Another thing that I've noticed is the more you eat healthy, the less unhealthy foods make you feel good. Like, I'm a vegetarian. I've always been a vegetarian. But I've noticed that um, when I eat some things, it just makes me feel uncomfortable. And, like, it makes me feel heavy. And, like, you know, so the more you train yourself to eat healthy, I think the more naturally it'll come. All right. So I... just going to do the book suggestion of the week or what I read this week. So I read, I finished up the To All the Boys I Love Before series. So I read those two. And then I did the the Summer I Turned Pretty. I read the second and third this week. So that was good. 
And next, I'm right now I'm reading the third Harry Potter. So that's what's on my list. Rereading Harry Potter. Those are my suggestions. And I think that's it. So thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Send in more questions for the next Dear Abby episode in the um, Instagram or on the Twitter. And I think that's it. See you later. Bye.